Hello and welcome back to the Hema Life podcast. Uh, my name is Jim Olson and I'm here with uh, Kalle Virgren. Yeah, hello, my name is Kalle Virgren and I'm here again as usual. Yes, it's the sword team from yeah. GHFS. Yeah, this is our fifth podcast. Yeah, going strong. Yeah, not so. so strong with the release day, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but we, we got two on the right day and one at the right time. Yeah, so yeah. that's progress. We're getting better, and yeah. uh, now it's Tuesday, so hopefully we'll be out on Thursday. Yep, and uh, there won't be a problem. Blame on me if it isn't. Yeah. Kalle is the technical guy, yeah. I am the research guy. <laughs> exactly. So, we're gonna jump into uh, the HEMA news section. Unless you want to talk about something special you have done in HEMA. I haven't done shit because of my big toe still, so... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, no. No. You have anything you've done? Uh, in, in particular? Nothing super new. Uh, Aaron Carnuta, I think, is his full name. From the US, is here in Gothenburg and oh, yeah. uh, fencing with us. I haven't met him yet. I met him and I sparred with him and it was super fun. We we had, uh, how do you say, maybe not similar styles, but we have good matching styles for a nice fencing. Ah, oh, cool. And it was fun. A lot of back and forth. Yeah, I want to uh, meet him. Yeah, he's, he's really nice. Cool. He's really nice, really good fencer. Um, I actually saw on Facebook one of his friends... Uh, wrote like a long, uh, how do you say, sentimental piece about uh, Aaron, that he was his friend and they have been fighting together with swords for a long time, training and getting to know each other and wishing him all the best moving to Sweden to be be more into HEMA. Yeah, because he moved to Sweden for a while, right? He's going to be uh, here for a while, right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, he moved there six, six days ago, I think he said. And uh, he, uh, when when I asked him, I don't think he knows himself. No. What he's gonna? Seems like that in a group chat too. That he didn't really know when he's coming back to the U.S. No. Uh, and maybe he will travel around. Yeah. Train. I hope he will stay in for a while. Yeah. Uh, in Gothenburg. Yeah. Uh, he, a good sparring partner. Cool. And seems like a cool person. Probably a good friend. Anyone out there looking for new friends? So, on to uh, the HEMA news. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, the European Games. Uh, there has been some changes to uh, to uh, the lineups. Oh, cool. Uh, since we spoke, at least. Yeah. Uh, Christian Rukkonen is no longer fighting for oh. Team Nordic. That's sad. Uh, yeah, yeah it is. We have a new member. Uh, Maiken Raelfsema. Uh, her last name is I don't I'm not sure how to pronounce it, and I know some some announcers at Swordfish yeah. <laughs> have uh, gotten a red nose over this. Okay. Um, she was a Swordfish. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't know if she was there this year, okay. but I know she was. A she has been at least. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I met her there. Oh, cool. Um, I don't know who that is, but cool. Yeah, so it's going to be some more women in the Longster tournament, which is uh, nice. Yeah. Because at first there was a lack of women. But the, most people who have been replaced, the the other people who have backed out or so, or filled up the spots, have been women. Yep. Which I feel is good because there is a lot of women in HEMA. We need more women. We need one, more, more women in tournaments in HEMA in general. Yeah, I mean more people. Yeah. I think. But women... And men, and old and young, yeah. and all. That's the same thing I like about the Penguin Cup now. There's yeah. uh, in every tournament there's a woman tournament too. I think it besides Raper, I think was. Yeah, I think I know Saber yeah. and Sa- Longsword. Saber, Longsword and Sword of Mokra, I think was. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there have been some more updates, uh, maybe that yeah. I've missed, but th- that's the one in Nordic delegation that I caught. Uh, it, it might be some more updates. Where's she well. from? Uh, from Holland. Okay, cool. Mm, Netherlands. Yeah, then I think is the correct yep. way to say it. Last time uh, I told you people the ranks of uh, the longsword participants in uh, the European Games. Damn, that's a long sentence. 
Yep. Anyway, this this time, this podcast, yeah. I'm going to do the Rapier and Daggers, uh, and it's 20 participants. Uh, and I'm going to read the the full, how do you say, the full tournament. List. Full list of tournament. The full list of tournament participators. Yeah, exactly. So, ranked number one is Ivan Novichenko from Russia. Ranked three is Kirill Danilov from Russia. Ranked four is Martin Janisina from Slovakia. Ranked eight is Martin Belkredi Vlesek from Czech Republic. Uh, sorry about the last name, Martin. Um, ranked 16 is Sergio Volkov from Russia. Ranked 19 is Alexander Makarov from Britain. Ranked 29 is Tim Kaufman from the US. Ranked 31 is Anselmi Ami Viholainen from Finland. Ranked 73 is Sam Booth from Britain. Ranked 96 is Florian Fortner from Germany. Ranked 107 is Ruslan Urasbaktin from Russia. Ranked 163 is Stephen Howell. Ranked 217 is Juan Juan Manuel Munoz from Spain. Ranked 252 is Chrysovalantis Tampakakis from Greece. Ranked 386 is Jessica Gomez from Portugal. Ranked 445 is Mattia Scully from Italy. Then there is a couple of unrated fencers. Oh, cool. It was the same in the longsword. There was some different nationalities that was unrated. It's going to be fun to see if they have like saved, you know, their jewels and just send them away to this tournament. That was pow. Yeah. Right in our faces. Uh, And the unrated people are Francisco Puerta from Spain. He is though rated at 722 in single rapier. So uh, he has some experience. Yeah, who would guess then? Yes. And also uh, Yusuf Sidar Sahin from Turkey. He's unrated. But he is rated 604 in single rapier. Then we have Gandalf William Lindquist from Sweden. Yep. He's unrated in... in, uh, Both. In in both. No, he's unrated in uh, Raper and Dagger. Yeah. Uh, He's a single Raper. Yeah, he's... uh, Yeah, exactly. Uh, He's unrated in single Raper too. Yeah, so both. So both. Correcto. Um, But I know that he's uh, a a great fencer. Yeah. He knows his distance. So I guess it's going to be good. He's a really great fencer. I've met him a few times. Yeah. Then we also have unrated Mike Pendergast, Alf- uh, Alfonso Duran from Spain, and Mark Oliver Blatlin from France. Sorry if I missed some nationalities. Uh, I've done this research from Facebook, and sometimes I miss to where the nationality was written. So that was the Raper and Dagger tournament, and it's yep. 20 hard participants. Uh, at first, when I, I started with this, I just started at, in, in Hema readings. I went yeah. into Raper and Dagger and I looked at number one and I was like, oh, Ivan is, he is here. So I just put him on. Oh, number three, Kirill, uh, he's on lo- also on the list. And oh, number four, he's also on the list. So I thought, damn, is this just going to be top 20 in this tournament? Yeah. But it, it got away. It so can, it's going it, to be. It goes down very fast. It's going to be diverse. Yeah. So it's not going to be just. The super top fencers. It's gonna be so like from nineteen to twenty nine to thirty one to seventy three. Yeah, it's from yeah. one to four hundred fifty four hundred forty five plus the unranked. Ton unranked. So it's gonna be fun to see that. I'm probably gonna judge it. I guess. Oh, cool. uh, we'll see. I'm not sure about uh, who's judging what, and but we're all told to be ready for judging exactly or participate in the administration of the tournament in yeah. any way so yeah that's uh, all in the HEMA news part yeah cool I, I haven't heard anything about any equipment nope not me either 
Have you heard any new updates on the Armadillo gloves that we that we talked about in the first no. and second episode? Actually, I should start researching that. See if I can find any responses to yeah. how how it's now. Yeah. See if I know a French guy that was gonna get Armadillo glove. Okay. So I'm gonna talk to him and yeah. see how he feels. And because nobody in the R club has them yet, at least. No. Not what I have heard of, at least. Me neither. Me neither. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to research that. That's cool. Until next time, see if we can get an uh, a new update on the armadillo glove. Yep, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go into the confessions and crushes, and I, when we talked about this before, I just realized that it's actually called confessions and crushes. So maybe sometime we should read up some crushes too. Yeah. We mostly read confessions because they are the most interesting to discuss at least yeah. I feel that yep. but I think we should do some crushes too of course uh, I'm gonna see if I can find one fast later but otherwise we just do with the confessions today and we start more crushes yep. on the next podcast that and do some great. celebration of <laughs> Hema people we're not gonna do the yes, weird I mean ones all of them, right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> there's a couple of Weird com- crushes in Hema Confessions and Crushes since they are anonymous. Yep. So, the the first uh, from Confessions and Crushes. It's twelve sixty seven. I was really fortunate that when I got out of the military, I found Hema. Through it, I found a community, a mission, something that mattered to me. A lot of veterans don't have that, which contributes to the problems many vets deal with. Hema helps. Uh, yeah. Period. Yeah. There is. I don't know. I, I haven't read this one, but um, as a guy that I, I can't say love the military, but I'm a big supporter of our Swedish forces, military forces. Yeah, you're a military uh, person. Yeah. Military nut. I don't yeah. know how to say it in the English, but we have uh, a word for it in Swedish. Map. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Over happy military person. <laughs> Yeah, uh, overly excited military person. Sure. Well, yeah. um, I I knew a few vets that has problems here in Sweden, Um, and like, you need to find something um, because of your PTSD. Yeah. Um, So yeah. Yeah, I mean, and uh, 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 as a big supporter of HEMA and um, armed forces, I feel this guy. Yeah, Um, I mean, I get it. He has been in a tight. Community, yeah. Of, I mean, I guess it is like that in the military. Yeah. Since you oh, face yeah. so harsh, harsh environments and yeah. harsh traumas together, mm-hmm. and I mean, just the psychological part of that, well, it creates a strong bond. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Um. You. Mm, yeah. Uh. No, I. I'm not gonna say I know how that bonded it how that bond is but I know how the bond is of going together to a tournament and fighting together and you know get that adrenaline and losing together winning together yeah it's it's it builds some yeah. kind of community family feeling um, yeah. and that can be connected to a club not yeah. just a single person or a single group of person it's connected to a yeah, like a Hema club. Yeah. Or a platoon. Or yeah. whatever you want. Group. So, it'll be good for you when you come back from the military. Yeah. You go back to Hema. And well, sing he songs. only found Hema after, I think. Sorry? I thought he, I think he found Hema after, right? Yeah, Hema yeah. after. You found it before the military. <laughs> I'm not doing the military yet. It's no. like in a year or two. Yeah? Sorry if I'm far away. There we go. <laughs> So, next one is 13.39. I have a good job. I make about the equivalent of 150,000 USD per year. That's a US dollar, I guess. And live in an area where the cost of living is low. It still makes me sick to see how much I'm I'm spending on HEMA gear each month. I still feel like I don't have the best gear. How the hell does everyone afford this sport? So, he makes like almost... One and a half million Swedish crowns. Yeah, uh, a year. So we can get some perspective. How the shit 
I mean, he doesn't say that he can't afford it. He just yeah. feels that he spends too but much on. But, but th- th- this guy is like the I want and need everything guy. I, he, yeah, he, he must be. Yeah, if you pur- if if you purchase things every month. Yeah. I haven't pur- I haven't purchased anything in him <laughs> this year. <laughs> the only thing I purchased last year was my AP light jacket. Yeah. And everything I had before that, I bought like the year before. Yeah. And then I sold my uh, a little bit too small AP jacket and bought this one. And that's almost a year now because I had the last time I used my AP jacket was at Oslo's uh, at the Penguin Cup uh, last year. Sorry, what did you say in the last part? Uh, that I used the, the last time I used my AP jacket was at um, Oslo last year. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I changed jackets right after that. And since then, since then I haven't bought anything from. To him, I related. Nope. No. Yeah, no. I well, I... did I buy my saber before or after? I think it was after, but that's just one purchase of a saber. But so you bought a jacket and a saber. Yeah, that's literally everything I bought last so year. I think around five hundred dollars. Or was it new or was it uh, new? new? So like a hundred for the a hundred for the jacket and hundred for the saber. Does it just cost a thousand crowns? Yep. New? The jacket, yeah. What now? No? I don't know, wait, it's 2,500, right? Yeah, it's gonna yeah, be yeah, more. Two, yeah, the 250, you... two, $250 for the jacket and $100 for the sword. Uh, Regaini's saber cost 2,000, I think. Yeah, but this is um, the Russians. Ah, Kveton. Yeah, Kveton. Yeah. Anyway, I, yeah. uh, I I reacted to that as well, like that he, he spends on like, him a gear every month. Yeah. He or she. Well, yeah. Like, do you but, buy a new sword every time? I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you could buy something every month, I guess. But then you would literally have a full room of things because, right? Like, like if you buy a new pair of trousers, uh, like fencing trousers every month, but but there isn't that many types of fencing trousers. No, I mean exactly. I mean, if and you want a jacket for every yeah, kind of sword. Yeah, but then you just buy the AP light jacket. Yeah, I know, I know. But if I mean, if you're if you're gonna be <laughs> extravagant. Yeah, fair enough. And and you know, you can have an officer's jacket for yeah. this, and you can have this kind of gloves for yeah. the rapier. You can have a lot of different things if you want to. But still, though, like uh, if if you guys uh, have this problem, I would guess that he has by buying things every month. Please. Tell us in the comments in on Instagram or Facebook, I guess. Because yeah. I want to know how many people that has this problem, if you can call it a problem to buy too many things. I, I guess, I mean, there's a lot of shopaholics yeah. in the yeah. world. Fair enough. So there's got to be, I mean, swords is Swords, cool. yeah. We, so we have one guy in our club that, like, in the first years of him, I bought, like, a sword every day. <laughs> is that bad? No, uh, no we don't even want to out him. <laughs> <laughs> That's Marcus. Marcus, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. bought like a sword every fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, raper. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get like two rapers now. And <laughs> yeah. then he went to swordfish and yeah, there he bought like two swords too. Yeah. And then like, yeah, he got us say, yeah. He has a lot of swords now. He has a lot of swords. But I, I know he sells some swords and he yeah. buys some swords. And uh, I mean, he's a super historical, interesting, interested guy. Yeah, and he loves seaman. He loves his swords. Yeah. And like I said, it can be. I mean, you use the swords. Yeah. I mean, I, pe- I he guess people. A few sword. He has been doing HEMA for, I don't know, like three years, I think. And he's, I think he has destroyed like four fe- uh, Rigani feathers. I don't know how he does it. If that is true, it is it is rough. Two. I, th- I think he's destroyed like two of them. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, well. Uh, you wouldn't get surprised. No, no. Is this that in tournaments or just no no sparring? like in sparring because he spars so hard. Yeah, I know he spars hard. I I spar against him. Yeah, but I mean, yeah yeah I guess if, I mean he's good now. Yeah, uh, he's in, really good. If he if he sparred as hard in the beginning, maybe yeah. he did some missing and yeah. you know hit stuff. I don't know. It takes a different kind of style to uh, yeah. to destroy a sword. I mean, I have destroyed a sword on uh, goddamn. I I destroyed Christine's rapier like <laughs> 2 days ago. How did you manage? Did it was bent, so I was going to uh. like 
I try oh. to. So you try to rebend it. Yeah, just a little, not much even. I mean, <laughs> and this was the crack, boom. Yeah, it then. was it was weird, and I felt so ashamed. But Christine was an angel about it, so that's good. So it was well. It, well, if you just try to bend it back, and it just went off, it's uh, the metal was too stressed, uh, and it was, was cracks uh, there. It was so weird. I never felt just. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it wasn't your fault. I'm. It was the sword. Yeah, Christine said she had had the sword for a long, long, long time. Yeah, and it okay. should have been retired. Yeah. So now so you now retired I forced it. it. Yeah, that's what she wrote on on Instagram. Oh, she put it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, uh, yeah. Sorry again, Christine. Even if you feel it's it was time. Uh, I never destroyed anyone's sword before. It was have, so have you ever destroyed a feather? Yeah, in the tournament. Oh, okay. But that was my opponent's feather. Maybe oh. you can argument that he destroyed it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I took it like I destroyed his sword, though. Yep. <laughs> so, um, do you have anything more to comment on that one? Uh, which, uh, the, the he having. No, I'm just confused. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if I would be a shopaholic in something, it would be him. Him, yeah. gear and swords and all. Well, yeah. And going to oh, tournaments. Okay, fair, fair enough. I, like, I, I'm, like, playing a bit of airsoft. Yeah. And there you're like, okay, I will need this pistol. I need this gun. Yeah. But then you're like, you actually, I, I don't know. They're made for different things, and I don't know. Sure, this guy is awesome. <laughs> I don't know, shopaholics. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we all have this thing where we feel yeah. that we can spend a lot of cash i i get to think of this meme where there's yeah. a four comic four square comic there's a girl who goes to the store and buys food and like oh, i only take the cheapest yeah and then she goes to this other thing and oh, i only do the cheapest uh, of of baiting stuff and then she goes to a bookstore and like you know just throws money around but that <laughs> yeah. bookstore have been replaced by a lot of things okay so I, I yeah, think yeah. there's a people for yeah for everything. People for everything. Yeah. Yeah. And like in airsoft you need different types of camouflages and <laughs> yeah. things like that. But I don't really understand it in Nemo. Yeah. Yeah no. Different camouflage jackets, no. <laughs> I mean there there's one guy that made his own jacket that's camouflaged. Have you seen it? No. Sounds okay. cool. Well, it sounds cool, but it doesn't fit in Hema. No, it's like, more like with guns. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I think any, anything creative is, is yeah. cool. Almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say everything. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm moving on to the next one. This yeah, is I'm going to see one. if I can find the guy's jacket. Yeah. And it's... see if you can. I want to see your reaction on it. Yeah. But you continue. Mm. Um, this is 1289, uh, it goes like this. i always been vague about what got me into HEMA. Uh, I say it was friends, but really it's because of the fantasy book I read as a kid. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. More, I mean, it was a lot of fantasy books, but more the, the shows and yeah. the, the movies for me. Uh, I mean, Swords is in all the things I watched when I was a kid, even Buffy had yeah. <laughs> sorts and sometimes. So yeah, uh, how did you get into to th- well, I got about swords? Was it anything else than your brother? No. No. Like my, yeah, my brother Mikkel Vidrigen. Um, he he did fencing. F- he did mostly saber for many years, and then he started the wrestling group in GHFS. Um, and he was one of the supporters. Of, um. Uh, starting up a kids group um, and uh, then they started up a kids group and I was the first generation to come there and only mm. because it's swords and my brother did it and I wanted to make my like I wanted to st- uh, stand up for my brother I think yeah and um, like, I mean you look yeah. up to your brother yeah look up thank you look uh, up to my brother and like I'm doing the thing you did yay yeah and then like as soon as I started he moved on to MMA <laughs> yeah I remember that. yeah I mean Mikkel was really good yeah uh, I saw him mostly do saber but he was yeah. really good at saber uh, I he won swordfish once or twice and he did yeah oh damn in both uh, the wrestling and in I was just gonna say yeah. I remember wrestling as well but yeah. the, the saber was the sword I remember him yep. being into 
So yeah, I started off Hima because of my brother. Yeah. I would never found him in if it wasn't for my brother. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It How did you people. find him? It was Dennis Jungqvist. Oh yeah. He had. Oh he, yeah, you lived uh, near him. Yeah, we yeah. were uh, were childhood friends, and we did a lot of LARPing and role playing games, and still yeah. do role playing games sessions. Uh, and he had gone to Gotland, yeah, okay. uh, and there was a medieval week. And they did some Hema tournament. No, not Hema tournaments. They Hema had show. Hema show or Hema mm. lessons at, yeah. at this medieval week. And Dennis fell in love directly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I attended some of his classes he had early on. Yeah. Uh, but then I moved to Gothenburg and I worked uh, as a mailman first. So I couldn't really, I didn't have the energy to go train with swords. Have you worked as a mailman? Yeah, man. Oh, cool. <laughs> It's quite chill work if you want it. I mean, I had a goal to train then. I yeah. was still quite big. So I I wanted to lose weight. So I felt yeah. like I could earn money and, <laughs> and lose weight. <laughs> and listen to books. Yeah. Actually. Cool. Yeah. So, the next Hema Confession and Crush is 1376. It goes like this. Nothing in Hema makes me more anxious than being a judge. I always seem to mess it up somehow, either by missing something that should be obvious, losing track of the score or forgetting a rule. This isn't helping by the fact that despite everyone agreeing that judging is hard, frustrated fencers are sometimes less than gracious about bad decisions and make me feel like an idiot. I know that like everything else, I know that like everything else, I will get better with practice, but no one wants their judge to be a newbie. So oh, yeah. Okay, I want my judge to be a newbie so he can go up and grow like a big and yeah. good defender, uh, uh, judge. Learn. Yeah, uh, I don't care about the skill. Even if it's a big tournament, I don't care. I just want good fencers and good uh, yeah. uh, judges. I, I, I don't care about the quality and like, yeah, in the moment you like, you can get mad at the judge. But yeah. like, he did his best and you can't do anything about it. And he can't do anything about it but train. Yeah, exactly. And the only way to uh, the only way for him to get better if if you and a friend spar and he can ju- watch and judge. Yeah. That's the only way. Exactly. We need to practice judging. Yeah. And there's need to be um, doing judging in the hard environment like a tournament where it's quick. Yeah. I um, love judging but because I think it's chill. Yeah, and it uh, it's like a uh, therapy for me. I wouldn't say chill. It depends well, I would, on where actually. you are. Yeah, like I think it's a therapy for me. Yeah. Um I well, mean, you can you you can lock out everything yeah, else, yeah, and just, and just be in the match. Yeah, I love it because of that. Because yeah. you get to be the closest person yeah. on some really good fencing. Yeah, and you need you need to watch what happens. You can't lose lose. Um, how do you say focus? No, because then you will be a it's, bad judge. Yeah. Quotation marks. That's that is what's make it so mentally hard. Yeah, you need to focus like all the time. And like you only have a minute or two to like rest your eyes um, between every bout. Yeah, but I mean, I get I get a bit where he comes from. Yeah. This this person, uh, because <coughs> I've both been a judge that yeah. done errors, yeah. and I've been a fencer who been mad at yeah. the judge. I've never gone up to a judge, told that judge. No. But I've still been mad. You know, like directly after yeah. a game, like ah, oh, how could he miss that obvious? Yeah. Like I was just one point after and like yeah. now you're out of the game. Yeah. But then it takes a couple of minutes then you cool down and you're like, mm, yeah, I do mistakes. Yeah. Everybody does mistakes. Exactly. We, I need to do more clear fencing, you know, get yeah. better, always get better. Like but I said, like I say, sorry, yeah. like I say to all my kids at my school I, that I work at, um, like we're only humans, we do mistakes, mistakes are okay. Yeah. Um. And like, I don't, like, personally, um, I don't think that judging is that hard because I have a good focus on the swords. But refing, where uh, where there's four uh, four people with uh, eight flags, that, I love it, but it gets my brain fucked up. Yeah, you you have to be good, not good at math, but you, you have to be... Have a clear mind yeah. with uh, with counting, and you you must be very stress uh, stress free, stress free or uh, stress able tolerant. to stress tolerant exactly, and try to 
be clear of mind because yeah. It, yeah it can go wrong if you're a ref that's not in the yeah. moment and people want recounts and everything yeah exactly so um, i only refed like two times and that was at the ghf's uh, own tournament for the beginners oh, yeah. like i only at that my mind got fucked up <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't so, take much. No. And like, think then at Swordfish yeah. or something where there's a huge crowd. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. So, I think, like, I want to do refing more, but I think I'm gonna stick to judging. Yeah. I mean, do what uh, you feel yeah. is comfortable. Exactly. And maybe even in the future. I mean, I'm starting yeah. to feel that I could go in refing now. Yeah. I've been doing the judge part for four, four years or so. Yeah. And I feel I could probably ref. I am gonna do some terminology mistakes, probably. Yeah. You know, say the wrong thing or. Yeah. But that's, that's how it is what, in the a, in the beginning when you're new yeah. at something. So like like the the day before the first time I refed, I like, I I was a ref at our kids uh, training, so yeah. I like we had the ment- mental thing in like the two weeks before, and uh, like before I go to sleep, I just wanted to like. Uh, memorize every like uh, flag type and where the flags are. It's like I, I try to be focused and prepared, but still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I know. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I haven't read the. I mean, I've read the rules. the rules. Yeah. But maybe not read them twice. You know, yeah. as you should if yeah. you need to get it clear. Yeah. But thankfully, almost every tournament I have been a judge on. Yep. There's been some really good tournament managers. Yeah, always. Uh, okay, not always, but often. Yeah, often. Yeah, I mean, you you know, like yeah. Carl Ribery or Tish Cool, been at yeah. Swordfish, and everybody is super, super nice yeah. and super experienced. So they know what's up. Yeah. So uh, people who are, for, are afraid of judge judging, don't yeah. be afraid. Just do it and fuck all the haters. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be the a The haters motto. gonna hate. Yeah, exactly. But, so, um, like, and try to find if if you want to learn to um, judge, um, go to your like club and or sparring group, and like, can I judge this match you guys doing? Yeah, and like, learn from that. Exactly. You you only need to be like one judge if you even have flags. You don't need flags just for you like to mentally like learn how to do it and need to learn to see where the sword's swinging. Exactly, and. Like you said, learn how to to look and yeah. how to how to be at the mental state. Yeah. Like not wander with your mind because it might be easy after a few hours yeah. of, of judging. Uh, and another thing, like you learn the how the movements with the swords work because like there is only like a few ways for our human body to move and even fewer when you have a sword. Yeah. So like you learn how if okay so if that guy moves like that the other guy is most likely gonna parry or do some type of counterattack in that type of way, both because you have done Hema and because like you know the moments moments movements movements yeah 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 exactly so like you can see like a flow that looks like the same in every match you judge often at least in my opinion yeah that's why. Uh, this might be a bit off off topic. It's yeah. on topic, but like uh, the longsword, open yeah. longsword, yeah. has usually not the the most experienced longsword judges. No. since they are doing the the fencing, fencing. <laughs> and sometimes you are lucky enough that some of the big names yeah. stay out of the fencing and just do judging. Yeah, uh, I've or, I've seen this sometimes. Yeah, and. Uh, but my, my point is, like in Saber or Rapier or Rapier and Dagger, I feel that there's more judge people that can judge who, who know yeah. a bit about it. Maybe not Rapier and Dagger, no. I take yeah. that back. But like Saber and Single Rapier, yeah. uh, I feel that there's a lot of competent judges out there. Yeah. And even like people you think would be confident, uh, competent um, do fuck-ups. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. Like at my first tournament or and only at Oslo, I got two um, really good fighter uh, fencers. Yeah. But in my opinion, they didn't do that good of a judging. No. Um, but like, and that was the first tournament um, at that weekend. And but like, I'm cool with it. And like, they did their best. They missed a lot and uh, misjudged a lot. Yeah. In my opinion. 
uh, they did their best. They're gonna grow, and yeah. like like in and Oslo, and like the, these guys are really experienced. I've been yeah. doing HEMA for like ten years probably. But the thing in Oslo is yeah. they they have a two judge system yeah. instead of a four plus a ref. Yeah. So it's if there's a person who sees some things and yeah. misses some things, he's gonna because it's one yeah. main judge. Yeah, that that has all the power. Yeah, so and like if the, if, if the judge, oh, sorry, you wanna. Oh, I I can explain. Yep. Uh, there's one guy, or <laughs> there's one person <Yep>. that <laughs> tried to make this gender neutral. Uh, there's Hashtag one person. Gender neutral. Yay. Uh, <laughs> Continue. Sorry. Yeah. There's one person that is the main judge, and he has the power to rule out the yeah. second judge. The second judge is more of a how do you say? He gives uh, advice. Hand. Exactly. A helping hand. Yeah. Uh, so basically, there's one person judging the whole match. And he's gonna think that he saw some stiff stuff, and he's gonna uh, think. He, he he's gonna he you uh, me he he communicates with the other guy. Yeah. And like, um, if they're uh, if they're uh, evidence. If they agree. If they agree. No problems. But if they disagree, the main judge like okay fuck you or I thought I I I saw this. That's where we're going with, or I I didn't really see. We go with yours. Yeah, uh, I know I know some people that I, judged. Yeah, that felt that they weren't heard as second yeah. judges, and I feel that if I do, if where, we, where, if you we ju- where you a judge on that in Oslo? Hmm? I was a judge. Yeah, yeah. I was you a feel second that you judge. Were, yeah. No. Did Did you feel you were heard? Yeah, I judged with Dennis Jungqvist. Oh yeah. I, I don't think I ever felt that I had such a good results from judging ever before, since after each each uh, bout, yeah, or, or yeah. exchange, yeah, uh, Dennis could just pause and like, did you did you see this? Was yeah. that correct? And I was like, yeah, or no, I didn't see. And we we talked every time there was some kind of um, how do you say hiccup yeah. or some kind of. Uh, not clear hit, yeah. like it is in the the beginners tournaments sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I f- I think it was awesome. Yeah. But like I said, if there's a person who doesn't listen to his second judge, yeah, and um, and ignores everything that person does, uh, the second judges is gonna get sick and tired of it and yeah. maybe not do as well either. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, like I was gonna say my point about all of this yeah, was that it. I think that if you're gonna have that system you should have that uh, the second judge should have a veto yeah. like if they are 100% sure they saw yeah. something they should be allowed to I veto this point yeah. so that the main judge must take that in yep. into in consideration exactly not in consideration yeah. it must be a point a point okay, exactly yeah. I and, agree with you actually and the, the second judge must be restrict restricted yeah. with this yeah so it's only when they are 100% sure. Yeah. Um, I had, uh, I can't remember his name, um, Tom, I think, yeah, you know, the guy with the penguin uh, mask. And, uh, that's, Tom uh, Scottner. Yeah, thanks, Tom Scott. I had him as a main judge. And like we, like um, as you, like we had a really good communication. And yeah. sometimes I saw the hit and he did it. And he like, oh yeah, yeah. And he went with uh, what I said. Or he 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 th- uh, one exchange he thought the hit wasn't uh, um, uh, strong enough, but I really felt that yeah that's that was a strong hit, and he went with my uh, advi- my advice and not his. Yeah. So like yeah that's really cool. Yeah. Like when you when you listen when you get to heard. Your, yeah. When you get heard. It is. It's nice to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> Tips Comes for everybody. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, we're gonna move on from that very long answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we travel about. Uh, this is. Did, um, did you have any more? Yeah, yeah, I have one more. Uh, it's it's dragging out on the time, but we don't have a lot of stuff. Yeah, we, we're doing a lot of talking because we didn't have that much that much news today. No, but you, you wanna see like yeah. the humor ratings part isn't much. So, the humor confessions and crushes thirteen eighty five is. Uh, is there any way to get over feeling claustrophobic when wearing a mask while fighting? Every time I put on my mask, I feel so restricted and panicked, and it's really affecting my ability to fight. 
Surprisingly, I'm not claustrophobic in real life. I, I love being in small spaces and I prefer them over large and open areas. So I don't know where this is coming from at all. Have you no. experienced any claustrophobia in the mask? No? I have never, but like uh, the first year I was a uh, tra- uh, the, the trainer in um, our um, beginner's class. There was like two or f- three of them uh, that had like, oh shit, my face is weird. I think like claustrophobic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like two of them were girls. So I don't know if there is a like gir- difference between girls and guys in claustrophobic. I have no idea. That's just my three guys, uh, my three persons. Per, per, people, persons that I have like met that has this, and they were beginners, and they all of them came over after a few months yeah. of training. So, like, I think I, it's just a thing you get used. Yeah, you to. Need, yeah, you get used to it. And but like, I, I I remember the first times I had a mask on. Yeah. Like you didn't notice how dark it get got. Until you took it off, and that's like the most confusing thing for me. Yeah. And like the mesh and everything, but I I never, yeah, never got claustrophobic or anything like it. Did you? I feel that it's it's a bit weird when you've been yeah. away from fencing for a while. Yeah. The the mesh, you know, it's in the way of your sight. It's yeah. it's a bit mind fucking. Uh, I don't know I, how I, I to never describe it. it. Oh, but yeah. I I feel you then. I don't know. I felt a bit claustrophobic in the beginning. I don't know if if claustrophobic is the way I would describe it, but I felt trapped yeah. away. But uh, I think it's the restrictiveness. You can't really move your head good. Um, I I never got that problem with my mask. I'm like my mask fits me really good, and I can turn and I can do whatever I want in it. Yeah, I mean I, I can I can I turn. But you know, like the the neck, the, yeah, the neck guard. Yeah, it's it makes me so I can't really look up and down good. Okay, I uh, don't have the problem. I've always had a big neck guard. But I'm gonna yeah. buy a better jacket so I don't need a neck guard. I think, but th- that's uh, oh well, the neck, the, the 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 separate neck guard. Or yeah, exactly. Or, okay, I yeah. thought it was the one in the mask. Ah uh, no no uh, no no that okay. that one is cool. It's yeah. the it's the extra one that bothers me. Okay. But uh, I think uh, also, uh, I know uh, a guy, uh, I'm not going to name him, yeah. but he, he got hit very hard in the longsword. So he... Where? In the face. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's not that it broke the mask, it just, you know, boggled him. Yeah. Uh, and I think he had hurt his hand also in the same exchange. But he was anxious getting into a mask, yeah. uh, fighting with the longsword uh, for a long time, I think, because... No, okay. Uh, because I think uh, it it gets like a, a trauma, like yeah. not PTSD per se, but like it's you it, it's familiar scary when it. you're uh, when you're yeah, it's scary like if your mask would get dented, I guess. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you familiarate the yeah. wearing a mask with getting a lot of pain, yeah, you you will get a bad feelings when you put on a mask. I mean, yeah. I get a bit anxious. Sometime when I put on a mask, yeah. but I, I mean it's a good one. Most yeah. mostly at tournaments, I would yeah. say, not at sparring. I mostly use my mask right now for um, the instructor to hit me when we're doing any type of um, training with the um, uh, beginners class. Yeah. So like, and those hits aren't hard. So like that, that's what I'm using my mask for the most because I can't spar. <laughs> um, so yeah. It uh, is good use for everything. Yeah. The, there's another guy, at least, I don't know, the guy you talked about is in our club, but uh, um, another guy, like, he, he got a really hard eyebrow ob- um, uh, right in his head, and mm. the mask dented, and uh, he got a scar. Um, but he kept going. Yeah. And uh, there's another one in Arabru that has had the same thing, and he just stitched five times in the head. So, yeah. but they both of them are still going. Yep, still going strong. Yeah. And the one in our club was uh, got hit by a sort of buckler, by the way, and got that dent in the mask. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's everything. I'm, and yeah, as I said, both of them are still going. Yeah. Uh, some people get hurt and don't want to go back. Yeah. Some people get hurt and keep on fighting. Uh, strong. Strong. Uh, I mean, I. I understand people who yeah. who work a lot with their hands or I mean don't want to get hurt. Yeah. 
uh, a lot of broken fingers. Yeah, it is. I mean, it gets less and less yeah. now when the gear is getting better, though. Oh yeah, the last two swordfish swordfishes we have had has had no finger no broken. Finger I think no. no. It was one arm. Yeah, uh, last year I think Isaac Almquist or something. Oh yeah. He, uh, but it happens. Yeah. Uh, but no fingers. No, surprisingly, no the two last years. So the so the, the glove business is doing good. Yeah. Good quality of gloves. Hashtag cloning gloves. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would say so. I yeah. I use them. I use them too. I love them. Things. I've gotten a little bit of a uh, injury on my right uh, right um, pointy finger. Yeah. But that's from the plastic thing, fucked up. Mm, yeah. So I'm gonna have to fix that. Um, or I'm just using uh, um, um, training tape yeah. for like um, don't get the plastic thing right in my finger. Mm. But I don't know that I love the cranny gloves. I usually do uh, a rubber glove. Yeah, as a I need to glove. get one of them. Yeah, but I haven't yet. Um, so we're gonna yeah. move on to this week's question. Or do yeah. you have something more you no. want to add? Um, just keep on fighting, guys. I guess yeah. even if you. Like I, as as we said, we get if you like, get traumatized. Yeah. But even if you get traumatized, like get back up if you can and try to fence again. Yeah. Just make your life better. And if you don't want to spar, don't. Get up on the horse. Yeah. As fast as you can. But we're coming from the claustrophobia part. Yeah. And <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> and. I don't have any tips. I just wanted to bring it up yeah. because uh, I don't I don't talk much about the feeling claustrophobic in your gear, even though you can feel quite shut in sometimes yeah. by the gear. If you guys have any tips, please put them on our Facebook page, and we'll re- read them out next week. And uh, yeah. yeah, try to make this like you can send in a letter yeah. and get some answers. Yeah. So yeah. we're gonna so move on. Yeah. To this week's question. Yep. Or did you want something? No. No. I love this week's question though. Hooray. Yay. We're not really sure how to to uh, formulate yeah. this question. It uh, is. It's about daggers. Yeah. And uh, the, the question was sent to us in Instagram, I think. No, that was Facebook. It was, yeah. It is um, that, like, in the historic times, um, daggers were used a lot. And we have a lot of, like, evidence of daggers being used like all day every day but why they aren't popular nowadays um, was a question and like I love daggers I love knives I love like close quarter fighting um, but the main the main reason why we don't have it today I think is because we don't need it in those uh, like those times in middle ages and um, they needed to have something to defend themselves from robbers or like pickpockets. And also, I guess it was good to have a knife as a tool. Yeah. I mean, if you're in the forest or yeah. just or in the street, surviving. Um, in in Are general. Are you finding the question or should I? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for uh, for his uh, how Maybe. he asked it. But yeah, uh, it was daggers always daggers. Yeah, that was the the initial yeah. question. Yeah. <laughs> was daggers always daggers? And then I asked, uh, what now? Yeah. And then he elaborated, uh, and uh, what you just said is his elaboration. Yep. So, uh, um, it, it's from Lille Bjorn Rugstad. Yes. Uh, is the guy that sent it in. Thank you, Lille Bjorn. Lil Bear. Lil Bear. If you want to know how that name translates. That's a really cool name. Yeah. Um. So. Daggers for some reason, uh, uh, reason, uh, reason, uh, relatively, relatively. Do you want me to read it? (laughs) uh, Unpopular weapon in HEMA. However, if we look at historical sources, they are super common. I feel, I feel like it should uh, regain that promise, uh, prominence. Yeah. Um, And as I said, yeah, I love daggers. I want to fight daggers. And Petty in our club wants to start a dagger club, a dagger. Um, ah, class. Yeah. yeah. Um, he hasn't come so far uh, that far in his life yet. No. But I'm gonna join that as soon as he does, if he does. Sounds cool. Um, and uh, yeah, like in those days, you need a dagger to survive. Today, you don't really. No. And it's I not mean, even legal. At least they're in Sweden. Everybody, too. everybody has a knife at home. Yeah. But everybody. Yeah. But like you said, it's you don't even, have to bring it out anymore. No. It's not even legal in Sweden to bring it outside. 
No. If it's not more than three centimeters, which is nothing. Is it three centimeters now? Yeah. It was five centimeters. It's been three when centimeters. When I was young. Yeah, now it's three centimeters. I had some, uh, how so do you say, studs yeah. uh, on my oh. leather jackets yeah. that was far longer than five centimeters. Oh. So I was almost denied going into our local carnival <laughs> because they, they thought it was going to go under the knife law. Oh, yeah, that's bad. But it was cool. Yeah. I come I came. I just said it isn't a knife, yo. It's not even sharp. Oh yeah. Um so, so the the question about daggers. Yeah. Uh, my thought on this is I would love to see a long sword tournament where you had daggers at the side. Like yes, yeah, as, if, a, if as someone, a secondary. As a secondary. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise well, it would be weird. Yeah. But um if if you get de-weaponized if yeah. someone takes your weapon or yeah. you, you drop your weapon you have a, a secondary yeah. da- dagger so the fight isn't necessarily no, over yeah if you lose your longsword I, and i love that and also if you get close yeah. you know in a wrestling situation yeah. and you, you can just try to pull the person away and yeah. draw a dagger and yeah. stab him or yeah. cut him and I, I would love to see some good fencing with that it might also go <laughs> just wrestling from the beginning. Yeah, people just running in, like smashing in with their <laughs> daggers. Uh, I mean, I love a brawl. Uh, I mean, not not a brawl, brawl, <laughs> but uh, I mean a brawly, like brawly longsword match. Yeah. Uh, I I like the the idea of it anyway. Yeah. It might be some need some thinking about since the and screams the, of uh, and 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 the problem is that the the, dag- the steel daggers we have are really dangerous for. That was going to be my point. That yeah. the, the the damages is going to be bad. Yeah, like maybe it, depends it, on the how it, the yeah. Even the if you have a blunted, even if even if you have a blunted uh, dagger, like in sort of as in uh, rapier and dagger. Yeah. Um, like you need to have a flexible, but it's really hard and to do a flexible dagger, and yes. a and a dagger that like in rapier and dagger you don't come like in close in as much close quarter as you do with wrestling, because no. even if you have a blunt uh, dagger, you can still uh, you can still thrust it through someone. Yeah, and I mean in rapier and dagger you have the rapier so yeah. it's so long. It, yeah. um, the dagger is. It's there if you come too close and to yeah. pair with, uh, I'm guessing. Yep. So I, I would like a, a longsword tournament where you have a, a secondary dagger. A dagger on the belt yeah. that you are able or, to draw. Or some, wherever you want it to be. I would say belt. So it's the same for everyone. But that, so, and yeah, it's but like a regulation. Yeah, sure. sure. But would you want it up your sleeve? Like, I, I, I think there should be like. A restriction but not like a only on the belt thingy because some people want it on the back like here so they can draw it this way yeah that's on the belt yeah yeah but it's not like here on the N- side no um, i say just on oh, the belt okay okay not so, on the yeah, right side you, yeah of the because belt. you said uh, on the side first uh, uh, i don't know that you want it on the side i meant on oh. the belt okay because well some people might want it up here like on the breast so they can draw and coming quick yeah, and that's like no no because okay. if you wrestle yeah. and you don't draw your dagger and you get wrestled to the oh, ground, yeah. you're gonna have a dagger between you and the ground, and that's gonna oh, yeah, fuck up your. If, if it's got straight, straight down, uh, if it's in a leather sheath, it's not gonna be the small kind of dagger. It's gonna be the fencing daggers. Sure. Anyway, you're this is just a fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> this is I'm the boss of my fantasy tournament. All right. Fair enough, I guess. <laughs> So, um, yeah. What's your two cents? Please send it in if you want to. Yeah. About daggers in he in longsword. If you have any thoughts. Or any daggers, other weapon. Or any other weapons? Yeah. Any anything. Just uh, send it in. Yeah. If you want to participate. Yeah. Um, and we're gonna go into upcoming events. And there is not much. It is uh, what we know at least. Yeah. Um, as we found on the web- website that is called um, hema-europe.webnote.cz slash event dash calendar. calendar. <laughs> yeah, did it. Yeah, bro. Uh, yeah, go into that. 
site. It doesn't have everything, but it has most of them. Yeah, at least in, in the European site. We should also, I think HEMA Alliance has a calendar. We should maybe check that out too in the future. Um, but it's, uh, what was the one? It was Clash of the Towers in Dublin. It's uh, the 4th of May. Yep. And I think it is part of the Irish Fencing League. It should be. I'm guessing so. Not uh, putting my name on it though. So, that's yeah. uh, about it. Uh, on the upcoming events, we will have more next uh, podcast because yep. then we will talk about the Nordic Historic Fencing League tournament. Yep. It's going to be right on the holiday. Not nice. holiday, right yep. on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> on the next podcast. Yep. So, um, and there's no... Last week's tournament, uh, I just read uh, a small... No, not small. I, I read a large article, but I didn't read all of it. Yep. Uh, on Himathalion, uh, yep. the Turkish uh, tournament. Yeah. And they... Uh, I mean, they had pulled through, but I they seem to have had some administrational problems. problems. Like they did the pool stuff for hand. Yeah. And like remember oh. back, I don't know if you remember, but back in the day before CM, the, they used to do the yeah. pools and the the calculations yeah. by hand. And it took a couple of hours. Yeah. And sometimes they made mistakes or forgot something and they have to rewrite it. Yeah, they and still do it in wrestling. In um, They don't use Himaseum in wrestling. Yet. No, I don't think it's uh, calculated for that no. yet. So like even there that takes a while. Yeah. And that's like only like, I don't know, four or five uh, comp- uh, people that fight, yeah, um, and even that takes time. So yeah, yeah, it takes time to so, write it down yeah. and calculate by hand, and if you're gonna do it in a lot of stuff. Yeah. So for your guys that don't know or haven't been to a tournament, um, at least here in Europe, um, we have a po- program that's called Hemaceum, yeah. um, which is a like you put in all the fighters. Um, and then um, this program makes pools for you and then like you uh, you say to the program this guy will won and then like when everybody's won that makes new pools and finals and semi-finals and it everything. calculates everything yeah. you just put the data into the yeah. program and it calculates it's it's amazing it goes so fast uh, yeah 10 over 10 i guess Thanks to Carl Rydberg and his team. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's he or who helped him. I don't, uh, I don't think he, he he developed it. I only think he's like managed the team. Might be so. Might be so. But uh, I'm not sure. Sorry, Carl, if you... He has been the face of it, I, yeah. I think, at least. Same. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. I, I've only seen from a spectator yeah. point of view. I haven't talked to him about it. Um, so, that was... Uh, I'm not going to go into exactly what happened. That and this was Turkey's first first tournament. Yep. So I, I mean, people should have some slack. Of course. Because yeah, at the first time it's it's gonna be a couple of mistakes and you're gonna have to how do you say get down the edges. You're gonna have to live with it. Yeah. And um, this. This week's HEMA ratings is empty. We haven't heard anything from HEMA ratings. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll see if they do a update until next time. Yep. Uh, I know they... Uh, I don't know if that's a secret. No, I don't think that's a secret. They what? were working for a program. So that... I, I the, the team behind HEMA ratings. Okay. I talked to Petter. He's one of them. And he told me that uh, they are developing a program, program, uh, a computer program. Yeah. So that uh, the arrangeurs, the uh, the managers, the managers from the tournaments, yeah, could can just type in the results themselves. So oh, yeah. instead of sending the results, and Petra and the team have to type it in by hand. Yeah. They can just type it in, and they have and they a lot less. They work. they do a watch over on everything and exactly. Then like press OK and everything's fine. Yeah, and everybody who feels like uh, HEMA ratings uh, is slow or anything, go into uh, the Patreon of HEMA ratings and donate money so that the team can maybe take a day off and uh, yeah. and 
actually put some time into hemorrhaging because they are all doing it on their free time yeah. and spare time and they deserve just all gratitude in the world so i hope nobody uh disturbs better no <laughs> but i i feel like i mean it's four thousand people in the long sword yeah and uh, list and and they i mean there's gonna be some people in there who's like where where is the things where yeah. so so yeah. if you're doing that stop with it and let them work in peace yeah um i just went to their patreon site and they I've uh, got 27 patrons right now for 180 dollars uh, a month. month. So uh, go in there and uh, we, yeah. spike it up and give as much as you can. Yep. Because uh, at least if you are or and use Hema rating, yep. uh, I mean it's worth something. I I have problems with my Patreon account. I I I was a Patreon on a show. Okay. But I I can't seem to figure out how to not be a Patreon. Oh. So if I put in my Visa card to be a Patreon on Hema Ratings, yeah. I will also activate this other Patreon that I don't know how to shut down. <laughs> okay. And I don't want to. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna have to fix that so I can donate to Hema Ratings. I'm Sorry. gonna to, because I use Hema Ratings so much. I mean, yep. in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in real life. So. Well, in the recording of this, um, I'm 18 tomorrow, so. Um, and so I can't legally use my credit card on the internet yet ah, um, before I'm 18. So but tomorrow, s- yeah, tomorrow, yeah. Uh, when I get when I'm getting my new um, credit card or debit card, where uh, where which I can use on the internet, I will go and support them as fast as I can because awesome. I. Yep. Then you will be able to have a picture on your name yeah. on the Hemorrhoid things. Well, and you they will have get a lot. Star. They have a lot of different uh, like. Um, yeah, they have some different ty- ty- tiers. Tiers, yeah. Um, so go in and support him and ratings uh, if you uh, have the economic stability to do yeah. so. Like, and, uh, okay, we d- once one we're not associated with them, and two we're not pushing you guys to do it. No, no. I mean, I am pushing you guys to do it, but uh, we we don't have any involvement. Yeah. I'm I'm just using them for my podcast and to to Our better podcast. myself. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, that's how I think. <laughs> mine, everything is mine. Yeah. No. Um, but we use it for our podcast, yeah. and I, I, I use it for my research. Yeah. Um, a lot, and I, I mean, it's gone to the point now where I just go into him ratings and you know click on a guy and just yeah. read through who has he met and you know just for research of the podcast. So when we meet some people or yeah. have some people up here. Uh, I know who they are yeah. and maybe who they are fenced. Yeah. I have never been such a nerd in anything except for role playing games, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I read a lot of role playing games books. So, yeah, if you guys have the ec- economics, please go and do a Patreon on them. Yeah. Um, like their, their lowest tier is five bucks and their highest are a hundred. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go in and support how much ever yeah. you want or can. I actually think they should get like a one dollar tier as well. I think you can make your custom one. Maybe on Patreon. Yeah, maybe. I think so. They're like, you can do your own. I mean, it's easier to get a lot more Patreons if yeah. they have a lower yeah step in. I wonder if you can have a one dollar one on Patreon. I think so. I know because well because of the like the taxes and stuff. Yeah, what, both the taxes and the money that the creator takes. Yeah, it takes like I don't know a percent or a few percents of everything that they get. Yeah. So I don't know if you can have one dollar. I know some podcasts have had it before. Okay. They have might have okay. changed it now so that you can't yeah. have it. I don't know. We will. We. I'll, I I'll I see have if it. I can talk to Peter. Yeah. <laughs> See if he, uh, but uh, I, I always I, I I wrote him like two weeks ago, asking yeah. him if he needs any help with the him readings because I know some coding. Yeah. But I'm not that good, so I can make a new program for myself. But anyway, uh, I what? asked him if I, if he needed any grunt work done. Did he answer you? Yeah, yeah. I I mean I I talk to him sometimes. Yeah, but uh, did he answer you on that they need help? Yeah, uh, they needed someone who was a good programmer. Yeah. Uh, so I think it was um, databases. And do you know what uh, computer language to use? 
I what? have it on my. Uh, I can yeah, but it's look it up on Messenger. Or... I I can't remember right now. Okay. But if you're interested yourself, uh, I can, we can check it after the yeah. podcast. Yeah, and uh, I I think more the the listeners. If you if you guys yeah. are interested in helping the, um, the, the hemorrhaging team, the the hemorrhaging team by helping code, uh, please contact them because they need all their help they can, and we as a big community need all the help. I mean, uh, I'm not gonna sound. I'm not. I'm gonna try not to sound like a douche, but I don't need all the help. Yeah, they need someone who can program. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna look up right now what language it was is talked about. No copyrights now, please. Um, he actually doesn't bring up any. He just talks. He just asks if I any good with databases, okay. and I told him that I've done some uh, SQL, MySQL, and PHP. So if you're just good at databases, please contact them. Yeah, see uh, if you can help. If you want to, uh, I mean, all help is good, even yeah. if it's on tournaments or if it's a digital thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you have anything else to say? No. This no? is it for, uh, um, for this so time. Yeah, um, don't forget our um, social medias and exactly. they follow the lady that shouted outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, your social media is jimmy.olson.hema. Mine yeah. is kali.hema that I still haven't done anything <laughs> on because my broken big toe. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that's and, our, and we have our Facebook page with it, which is the Hema Life podcast. Yeah. And our Instagram page with our, their, which I just. Um, posted a picture of us yeah. when we did this if you want to know when uh, this podcast is released or if yeah. there's any delays or whatever yeah. um, check out on our Instagram yeah, because we the, usually do release there and on Facebook Yeah, it's HemaLifePod oh, yeah. um, on Instagram I th- yeah and I yeah. think if you search for HemaLife on Facebook you yeah, will yeah. find it Yeah, I think the full name might be HemaLife podcast but yeah. search for him alive and him alive is enough yes so, so yeah thank you guys for listening for one and uh, one hour and six minutes or something like it yeah we're probably gonna yeah. cut it down for a while yeah so uh, like an hour yeah yeah you I said mean, this podcast gonna get, get, was I going thought to it was gonna be short but we got all about ranting in this <laughs> uh, confession area yeah. sorry for all the ranting but we <laughs> like it hope something makes sense see you guys in two weeks yep Bye. Bye. Boop. No.